Seltzer Kings podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I don't know what you're looking so smug about, Gavin. Your country's top secret agent got taken down by someone named Octopussy. Ass. The following podcast contains... You used to be a kind, loving man, and now you're a foul-mouthed monster. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you got your brain scrambled by an imaginary magical energy beam, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is episode number 332, Havana Ray Beaming edition of the show, where we jump out of the past and into the now with weapons from the future. Stay tuned. The What the Hell You Think of Podcast is brought to you by Brian's Beam Weapons. When you absolutely, positively have to scramble their brains, you want Brian's Beam Weapons. International espionage is a game played at the highest level, and when you're playing at that level, you go big or you go home. Which is why you need the latest in brain beam technology from Brian's. Long-range pinpoint accuracy and utterly untraceable by modern medicine or science, Brian's Beam Weapons will reach out and touch your adversary through walls, glass, screen doors, or car windows and leave your target with a painful headache and general lethargy. You know, like a hangover without the fun of getting loaded first. If you need to mildly inconvenience your adversary with an incredibly complex, expensive, and probably imaginary weapon, you need a brain beam from Brian's Beam Weapons. Don't look at the screen. Don't look at the screen. They use computer animation to put a hypnotic light pulse in the eyes of the commercial, but they're also producing a gun. A gun? I don't like guns. This is no ordinary gun. This gun gives the illusion of invisibility through repeated high-intensity light flashes. It uses light. Now, this is a look of defense. Listen, smoke is a defense against light weapons. I don't consider myself an expert on imaginary weapons, but I'm an aficionado. You don't even know what that word means. From phasers to blasters to pulse cannons to... Phased plasma rifle in a 40-watt range. I know my way around a sci-fi armory. I fondly remember my first sci-fi cannon cannon. The stun gun from Space 1999. Compact, lightweight personal defense weapon with a simple grip design coming in two variants. The standard stunner, available to everyone on Moonbase Alpha, and the Model 2 with a kill setting that was only carried by security teams and less authorized by the command staff. When I got my hand on one of these babies in second grade, well, a plastic replica of it anyway, nobody, and I mean nobody, on the playgrounds of Etowah City Elementary School fucked with me. Now, a lot of kids thought the blasters from Star Wars were the epitome of cool. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster. But I never cared for them. First of all, blaster. What kind of name for a sci-fi weapon is that? Where's all the technical jargon? Where's the allusion to how it allegedly works? Where's the finesse? Where's the finesse in a blaster? 
With a blaster, you had basically one option. Blast it, son! What if you just wanted to stun it? All you could do was blast it. And that's why I knew from a very young age that the phaser was the far superior weapon. Phasers type 1 and 2 are nadion particle beams that could stun, heat, kill, or even disintegrate, depending on the user setting. You could say, stun a Klingon with it. We Klingons have a reputation for ruthlessness. Or if that reputation gets them all uppity, blip, disintegrate them. You could use it to heat rocks to keep you warm when you crashed on an ice planet, or you could use the power from your phaser to recharge the impulse coil of your shuttlecraft if it runs out of gas. And if all else fails, you can set one to overload and use it like a bomb. Blasters are for scruffy nerve herders. Phasers are the weapon of choice for professional organization, dedicated to exploration, but who also don't want their brains sucked out by a flying snot monster. Hands down, the phaser was a... An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. It's certainly far superior to a hack-ass laser pistol. I mean, come on, people. Put a little work into it. No one's afraid of a laser pistol. What are you going to do, tease my cat? Now you might be asking yourself, why is this sad old nerd bloviating about imaginary weapons this week? Which is, uh... Harsh but fair. Well, I'm going to tell you. Because this week, our cultural curiosity is not some antiquated TV show from my childhood, but a curious little item plucked from the headlines of today. 200 Americans have now come forward to report possible symptoms of the mysterious illness called Havana Syndrome. NBC News Pentagon correspondent Courtney Cuby joins us now. Courtney, we've started to hear what well, seems like a steady stream of messages coming in from overseas posts describing uh, these new incidents happening. What are you hearing? And is there any idea of who might be behind this? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, the one thing that's been really striking in our reporting on this in the last several weeks versus the last several years that we've been looking into this is there has been a, a very constant, steady state of reporting coming in. So at times there are, you know, several a week coming in. And also we've learned that they're coming from all over the world. We've now been told that there have been uh, people who have, have come forward, Americans who have come forward reporting symptoms that are consistent with this so-called Havana syndrome on every continent except for Antarctica. So our story begins in Havana, Cuba. We're gonna ride Bogite Mariana and come to Havana with me. In September of 2016, Remember those days? Yeah, me neither. There was too much shit in between. Anyway, this unnamed American diplomat was snoozing away in their bed when they were jolted out of a sound sleep but from something they described as a grinding, blaring noise. Presumably, it wasn't his wife's vibrator. It was so awful, the only thing the unnamed diplomat could compare it to was that time... I haven't felt this awful since we saw that Ronald Reagan film. ...or watching Megan McCain on The View. They could move a few steps away from the bed and the noise would stop, but it resumed the second they stepped back into the zone. And after exposure, they reported hearing loss and speech problems. A diagnosis was later made of mild brain injury. My brain hurts! At first, it was assumed it was some kind of sonic weapon. America's favorite driving, serving folks a great meal. Get kind of hungry for some 
no, 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 not the drive-in. It's more like that uh, turbocharged hedgehog. And I'm being told that it's actually about sound. It is a sound weapon, which, you know, they could have just said sound. But the brain injury didn't jive with the idea of it being a sound weapon, which tends to be discomforting, but not actually injurious, unless you trip over something run into the bathroom after someone plays the brown note. What is the brown note, you may ask? Well, there's a claim that by producing a subsonic tone below the threshold of human hearing, you can induce a bowel movement. Now, all of this would be strange enough if it was just the one episode, but there were multiple reported incidents of similar symptoms and experiences all through the Havana Embassy. The general suspicion was the Cuban government was using some kind of new technology on Americans for uh, reasons. It might have been written off, but then it happened to the Canadians. And everyone knows Canadians are incapable of telling a lie. I know that's true because I read it once in Mad Magazine. The problem was zero evidence that said sonic technology exists or that any kind of attacks took place at all. The State Department and the FBI both conducted extensive investigations into the matter and all found there's nothing, nada, zip. Oh, there are recordings of what people said was the sound associated with the attacks. In fact, we have a copy of that recording and this is what they say they heard. Warning, this is a profoundly annoying sound, but it's only a few seconds long. See, very annoying, but if you listen to it, it kind of sounds familiar. Because if, if you've ever sat outside at night during a warm summer evening, you've heard something quite similar. And that's why scientists say this sound is nothing more than horny crickets. From a New York Times article, quote, If the sounds heard by the diplomats were made by insects, Mr. Stubbs and Dr. Montaligre Z, researchers into the phenomenon reason, it might be possible to pinpoint the particular species to search for a match. The researchers analyzed field recordings of North American insects stored in an online database in the University of Florida, and they found a striking resemblance to one species in particular, the Indies short-tailed cricket native to, you guessed it, Cuba, and other Caribbean islands, unquote. There were differences in frequency and rate, but the general consensus was that these were recording artifacts and the noise recorded by the Inventory Stappers was indeed Cuban crickets singing Babalu while looking por amor on a sultry Havana night. Now, this doesn't mean that it was crickets. It's just that it could be crickets, as is likely as any other thing found during the investigation. Having no evidence of external causes, the CDC then took up the case and 2018 from a BuzzFeed news article in J data January 2021 quote in 2018 Congress demanded the CDC investigate the illnesses the agency's Cuba unexplained events investigation was a first attempt to synthesize all the medical records of 95 US diplomats and family members who were evaluated for these injuries gathered from the State Department National Institutes of Health University of Pennsylvania and University of Miami doctors who treated them the report, which was never made public, was attained by BuzzFeed News via Freedom of Information Act request. The CDC report ultimately found that the diplomats' medical histories alone could not explain their illnesses, inconsistencies in their records, as well as long times between symptoms and medical tests, quote, hindered the CDC's ability to discriminate patterns in the data, unquote. The report concluded, quote, essentially the CDC is saying that they have no idea what happened in Cuba, unquote, said a UCLA, UCLA neurologist, Robert Bailo, who reviewed the report for BuzzFeed News. The CDC should have been called in at the beginning. 
Investigators found 15 people suffered from two-stage syndrome, often noises followed immediate by immediate symptoms and then neurological industry injuries weeks later. Nine of those people reported improvement in their conditions over time and none reported worsening. Another 31 were more possible cases, lacking either neurological symptoms or with an unclear starting point, and 49 were not likely cases. The only conclusion that seems clear is that a constellation of neurobehavioral symptoms was experienced among the embassy personnel, but the underlying reasons for the symptoms are not known, and the pattern of symptoms does not correspond to any known diseases, said a Brown University epidemiologist, David Savitz, unquote. So, with sonic weapons unfounded, medical reasons ruled out, we were left with quite the conundrum. People were experiencing strange symptoms backed by some medical data, but no source, cause, or reason could be found for why it was happening, and then shit got strange. It started happening all over the world. Similar cases were reported in Moscow, Guangzhou, China, Colombia, Kyrgyzstan, and Uzbekistan, and most recently, Vienna, Austria. America, you look like you need a holiday, a fair income holiday, in the land of wonder, the land down under. No, 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 the place with Freud, not the place with Crocodile Dundee. Vienna's become the hotspot for getting zapped by a Havana Ray Beamer. Why Vienna? Well, according to the New Yorker, quote, Vienna has long been a den of spies. The city is home to many large UN agencies, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Com Company Countries, and the International Atomic Energy Agency, among other international bodies that employs officials from around the world who have access to information of interest to the U.S. and foreign intelligence services. In addition to significant numbers of American, British, Chinese, French, and Russian spies, the Iranians, the Syrians, and the North Koreans, among others, are believed to have operatives on the ground in Vienna. Traditionally, Austria's domestic security services have turned a blind eye to foreign intelligence operations on Austrian soil so long as these operations don't threaten Austrian interest. If you spy against other governments in Vienna, you're left alone. That's why everybody likes Vienna. Vienna is perfect. Everyone is there. It's a good living. It's good hunting. And you don't have to worry too much about getting caught, unquote. The problem is apparently serious enough that even the moribund mass of Congress stirred to life to do something about it. They can't seem to get their shit together to pass a fucking voting rights bill, but they can get right on passing a bill for a syndrome that may not even fucking exist. God bless America. Not only did the bill pass the House, it passed fucking unanimously. Which just, wow, y'all, because again... There's a better than even chance that this ain't even fucking real. I mean, it's a real illness, but the causes of it aren't some sci-fi ray gun, but something well-known if not well-understood. Meets the human brain. You see, the current theory du jour is that someone, probably the, uh... Russians? ...are using some kind of microwave device. Kashmir Rajneesh, is it how many minutes for the burrito again? Two minutes. One minute. Two minutes. One and a half. Two minutes. Ah, make up your melons. No, like a radar dish, not like a microwave oven. The problem is... Uh, ...to beam high-intensity waves into our people around the world for... ...I don't know, reasons? It's not 
easy. It requires things like an inconveniently large dish antenna and room-sized electronics, which, you know, someone would probably notice, and yet no one has. A researcher on microwave energy told the New York Times Magazine in 2019, quote, one theory for how the sounds reported by the diplomats might have been generated was that it was something called the Frey effect, named after Alan H. Frey, an American scientist who found that microwaves aimed at the head can cause a clicking sound. But according to Kenneth Foster, a professor of bioengineering at the University of Pennsylvania and an author of a 1974 study on the effect, the sound would be so soft that near silence would be needed for a person to detect it. It's just totally incredible explanation for what's happening to these diplomats, he said. It's just not possible. The idea that someone could beam huge amounts of energy at people and not have it be obvious defies credibility. There's nothing behind it. You might as well say little green men from Mars are throwing darts of energy, unquote. So if it's not uh, magical ray guns, what is it? In the New Republic, journalist and author Jack Hitt summed it up thusly. Quote, I think the most likely explanation, the Occam's razor explanation, the one that accounts for all of the facts as we know them in the simplest possible way, but for journal journalists, the least satisfying is what's known as mass, mass psychogenic illness, or what people used to call mass hysteria. That's a bad word. Hysteria makes people think of people running into the streets, screaming alien invasions, and mass makes it sound like thousands of people. But most mass psychogenic illnesses actually involve about a dozen or two dozen people. Conversion disorder is the other phrase that is often used, and it's often called conversion disorder because intense stress under pressure is converted into real physical illness. And really, the key thing that all these conversion disorder scientists and doctors that I talked to said is that these are real symptoms. Conversion disorder makes you sick. So these people, when they came and they said, I have ringing in my ears and I have these headaches and I can't remember things. I feel like my, like my brain is melting. That is what they felt, unquote. What people are experiencing is a mass delusion, a feedback loop of stress, stories, and self-importance that's created a psychosomatic reaction in their brains. That's why their brain scans show a brain injury. They created their own injury by genuinely believing that they were zapped with some mysterious Cuban energy beam. This, of course, is not a popular diagnosis because the people who experience it consider themselves far too important and far too smart for some nonsense bullshit like that. What the hell am I talking about? Well, I condensed this from Wikipedia quote. Mass psychogenic illness involves the spread of illness symptoms through a population where there's no infectious agent responsible for contagion. MPI is distinct from other types of collective delusions by involving physical symptoms. Qualities of MPI outbreaks often include symptoms that have no plausible organic basis, symptoms that are transient and benign, symptoms with rapid onset and recovery, occurrence in a segregated group, the presence of extraordinary anxiety, symptoms that are spread via sight, sound, or oral communication, a spread that moves down the age scale beginning with older or higher status people, a preponderance of female participants. Most common complaints include headache, dizziness, lightheadedness, nausea, inability to concentrate, trouble thinking, anxiety, or nervousness, or trouble with vision, unquote. Which, uh, by the way, all of which are common complaints of the so-called Havana Syndrome. Consider this. 
You have a small, select group of people, in this case diplomats and intelligence agents working in a high-pressure environment, a hostile government, where there's a predisposition towards distrusting the locals for good reason. One or more of this group experiences some sort of unexplained symptoms that defy diagnosis by local doctors. The only connection appears to be an unexplained sound heard by the person who has the symptoms. As the retellings evolve and the investigations continue to find nothing, the mind begins to fill in the blanks with increasingly improbable solutions based on the anxiety and paranoia that is inherent in their life and work. Mix in a lifetime of pop culture references from James Bond movies and you have the germs of a mass psychogenic illness. Now... Add that to an unstable political environment home where their jobs are either in danger of disappearing or their bosses, you know, could start a fucking war at any moment and the anxiety increases exponentially. More people experience these attacks, leading to more investigations We continue to find nothing. But doctors find physical evidence that something is wrong. Ergo, something must have caused it. Ergo, mysterious energy beams. The people doing the same job in other places around the world suddenly start to experience the same symptoms. Ergo, mysterious energy beams are spreading. But what's really spreading is the stress and anxiety causing mass psychogenic illness. The sickness is real. The causes are not mysterious energy beams, but the brains of the people experiencing the sickness. Understand? Not really, but kind of. All right. Let's 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 take it down to something much much smaller. Let's uh, let's give you a perfect example of another episode, a documented episode of mass psychogenic illness. In September of 2018, a plane took off from Dubai on the way to JFK in New York with 521 people on board, including, by the way, one Robert Van Winkle, better known to the world as Vanilla Ice. Yo, VIP. By the time the plane landed at JFK nine hours later, over 100 people on the flight were sick to the point that the plane was met by staff from CDC and ambulances. Ten people were taken to the hospital. Those afflicted on the plane complained of a sudden onset of intense flu-like symptoms, coughing, sneezing, even nausea. What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. Do you want to know what the sudden mystery illness was? Maybe the flu? Maybe a cold? Maybe nothing whatsoever. Because as soon as the people got off the plane, the symptoms started disappearing. So why did 100 people suddenly develop the symptoms of this mystery illness? And keep in mind, this is pre-COVID. Their brains told them they were getting sick. One person got sick, so they got sick. And when they got off the plane, their brains told them, Bye, bad. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Bye, bad. And this is a fairly simple and benign case of mass psychogenic illness. There are hundreds of incidents down through history of this happening. It's a real illness, but the cause is entirely stress and fear because that is what our brains do to us because our brains like to fuck with us. So why is Congress passing bills and we're running around looking for Russian mystery weapons instead of treating people for their anxiety and their stress? Because people don't like to be told what they're experiencing is all in their head. 
particularly the kind of people experiencing the so-called Havana Syndrome. What kind of spy would you be if you got freaked out by the world falling the fuck apart around you and developed the twitchies? So we're busy looking in the bushes for non-existent sci-fi weapons in the hands of our enemies. Our enemies are just laughing their asses off because they're not using microwave beams to fuck with us. They're using fucking Facebook and Fox News to do that. You can't say that because you might upset a billionaire. Psychology Today summed it up pretty well in an article where they said, quote, People involved in all four studies have remarked that to label victims as suffering from mass psychogenic illness, a.k.a. mass hysteria, is an insult. Recently, a prominent Canadian psychiatrist expressed this position, writing, writing that it is insulting to label the affected diplomats as suffering from mass hysteria. This position is based more on emotion and ignorance than reality. It would be an insult not to consider it when it offers the best explanation for the events in question. Mass psychogenic illness is neither a sign of weakness nor a mental disorder. It is a collective stress response. It happens to normal, healthy people. Everyone is susceptible, regardless of occupation, nationality, or education. The four studies of the embassy diplomats have not shown brain damage or ear injury. They've shown brain anomalies, anomalies that can be caused by an array of conditions, many of them normal, including stress. I would encourage every scientist looking into this to read the studies. They are examples of too much speculation and too little science. So what's the best course of action? Stop telling the diplomats that they're suffering from brain trauma and ear damage. With a reduction in anxiety, patients suffering from mass psychogenic illness typically improve over time, unquote. Now, I don't know what the hell is really going on with people suffering from Havana ray beams, but I'm pretty sure it has less to do with Yuri and the shitter with a phaser and more to do with the constant state of near panic that we all exist in right now. Maybe instead of passing bills to make a select few State Department and CIA spooks feel better about constantly being stressed out and paranoid, it might be better to address the underlying problems afflicting all of us, not just some CIA ops in Vienna, but that would require Congress to do something it doesn't want to do. It's fucking job. And having our government actually do something would be far, far less likely than some kind of new brain zapper developed in Cuba, a country that can't afford to fucking produce a new car because we've crippled it with nearly 70 fucking years of embargo because they closed some mob casinos. All I'm saying is, if we just had a phased plasma rifle in the 40-watt range, none of this would actually be a fucking problem. Failing that... A stunner from Space 1999 would also be acceptable. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. That is it for our show this week. This week is kind of a jump back into what's going on right now because I needed a filler show for the spot that comes before next week because next week it begins. 
It's motherfucking spooktacular 2021, y'all. That wasn't a sound effect. I think Gavin saw a roach in the booth. Anyway, starting next week, we kick off Spooky Month with some great shows designed to scare the shit out of you. And some Patreon content, patreon.com slash what the hell podcast that will keep you awake at nights in terror. Mostly the terror that comes with knowing you actually paid to listen to that shitty content. Speaking of shitty content, rate and review the show wherever you get your pods so that others can hear the show and realize how shitty it is. All of my night terrors are on the social at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter, the show name on Facebook. And all the chilling tales of our existence are at whatthehellpodcast.com. We're a proud member of the Celtic Kings Podcast Network who want you to know they ain't afraid of no ghosts, but they are deeply afraid of reading the reviews for this show. So for me, Dave, waiting for some mystery man to pay me for my time, Bledsoe, producer, he doesn't pay me well, honestly, what the hell. Gavin, and all the fictional Havana Ray Beamers on this show, we want to say... Havana Ray Beamy, boy, you're just dreaming about having a better job that doesn't give you so much stress. Seriously, take a sabbatical, write a book or something, and we'll see you all next week. Standing by the shore, waiting for some mystery man to pay him for his time. What the Hell Were You Thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings Podcast Network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com, or on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast, or on Facebook as What the Hell Podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.